0: How's it going ladies and gentlemen welcome into another episode of Suncast as always I'm your host Reagan Harrell. Hey happy Friday folks made it through another week my student athletes hey we're almost done we're almost there finals we're wrapping up end of the semester we're almost at the summer you know the conference tournaments are right here but we all of our other especially our fall athletes we're just trying to get through the the rest of this semester right we all are trying to get through it you can do it we can all do it let's get through let's do well on these finals turn in these last few projects and then let's hit up the postseason for the spring athletes and fall athletes to start getting ready for august and for the fall but and of course, enjoy this. And of course, enjoy the summer. But we have got a great interview on today's episode to send y'all into the weekend. Southeastern Ace softball, excuse me, Southeastern softball ace Claire Seckinger. Uh, look, Claire is one of the young stars in NAI softball. Uh, she. She, last year, she really broke onto the scene in Columbus having a great World Series there, pitching in all five games, going up toe-to-toe with some of the best pitchers uh, you know NAI softball has seen, including uh, the likes of Emily Cerny, the strikeout queen. Uh, we talk about that incredible nine-inning game uh, with the Fire and the Drovers, a lot more with Claire, uh, found out a lot, a lot, very interesting hobby. Uh, that that she has so that's a great interview uh just a couple couple things before we get into it uh i almost just got hey we congratulate the weber warrior beach volleyball team i mean they are on a tear sun conference champs small college tournament champs at the in the nai tournament now won a pool play game yesterday so the warriors they're looking very very solid uh you know the softball wise, you know Unfortunately, we do have we do have on but uh, you know it's Coastal Georgia that is now now in the driver's seat uh, of Sun Conference softball right now. Uh, big and thanks to the Kaiser Seahawks last weekend, taking two or three from Southeastern, uh, and then Coastal Georgia. I mean they took care of business. You know they welcomed in Saint Thomas, who we're all, we're pretty high on. Uh, you know I'm really interested to see what the Bobcats do in, in the tournament, but. You know, they got swept by Coastal Georgia. Coastal looked really strong, taking on Ave this week. Uh, don't think they'll have too much of a struggle there uh, with Ave Maria. I think Coastal will keep on cruising. And they remain a game above, uh, a game above the fire now, which is crazy. You know, I thought when, you know, Southeastern took two or three from Coastal Georgia, that was kind of that turning point. They were good, they were gone, but, hey, uh, you know – it's why the Sun Conference, you know, it's a deep, crazy conference. Young team Kaiser uh, took two or three. Took a. Uh, we talked a lot about that on Naisb. Um, go ahead, and tell y'all. With there being more free time, with a lot of y'all be wrapping up uh, school and everything, you need to start paying attention to Nai softball right now. It is very. It's wide open. It is wide, wide open. It is very fun. There are two Sun Conference teams. That will 100% be in the postseason. Coastal Georgia, Southeastern. I think they're they're they I don't think I know. They're two very experienced teams. That if they can get hot at the right time, watch out. I'm just saying it's a crazy year. There's no, like, you know, south. There's the Southeastern baseball right now in an AI baseball. Like there is that giant that has to be slayed. It's anybody for the taking right now. Now, there are your kind of bigger names that, you know, like your Oklahoma cities, your USAOs, they look solid, but beatable. And, you know, number one team in the country right now in NAI softball is Oregon Tech. I think they're solid. You know, our Lady of the Lake's really good. I got to stop. I'm turning this into an NAISB episode. But, yeah, go check it out. Um, you start investing in AI softball. Go check it out. Um, hey, in this uh, in this episode right here, you get to hear from one of the young stars in the game, uh, Claire Seconder. So let's see. Do I have anything else I wanted to talk on? Going to have Manny on again really soon. Uh, working on some more interviews uh, to have on next week. I know this is a little bit lighter of a week. I'm just trying to get through the end of finals. Like, let, like, let me cross this finish line at this semester here in the next week or so. And then when we get into May, um, yeah, y'all know how the content will get kicked up to a whole nother level. Uh, when we get into postseason, when we get into May, and I get out of class, most importantly. Um, let's see. Wrapping up football. The Wrapping up football, that's going to put up a lot more time. Uh, wrap up Saturday with that. We have our spring game. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Also, here is there, there are some must-watch non-conference games, if y'all can. Again, I know we said I was going to try not to turn this to an NISB episode, but oh well. Uh, Weber and Southeastern are taking on Georgia Gwinnett. Weber, 1-3 and 3 Saturday. Southeastern, oh my gosh, I don't have it in my notes, but I'm like 99% sure it's at 2-4 and 4 on Monday with Southeastern taking on Georgia Gwinnett. So Georgia Gwinnett has this pitcher by the name of Annalise Wood. If you don't know her name, you do now. Okay, here's all you need to know. point three ERA. And in 123 ish innings, about 200. She has 214 strikeouts. She's given up four walks, and she has three perfect games. She's the best pitcher in the country. We get to see Weber and Southeastern take them on. Now, for Weber, you know, the Weber season, it is what it is. You know, it, it is what it is at this point. Weber's trying to make a conference tournament. They are focused on winning uh, the series against Warner, which is probably going to be one of the more interesting series. Uh, next weekend we'll talk more about that in a preview uh, for the final for the final weekend we'll, we will have a big preview episode no doubt to talk about the big matchups Weber and Warner and Weber and ave Maria are going to be two huge matchups baseball and softball wise but we'll talk more about that next week let's not get let's get back on, on topic here uh, however I am extremely interested in Monday afternoon's game it's non-conference but Monday, Southeastern against Georgia Gwinnett. And yes, two and four on Monday. Unless times change, but right now two and four for Gwinnett and Southeastern. This is gonna be if Southeastern's able to do something against Annalise Wood, throw out anything that we've had to worry about Southeastern non conference wise. You know, if they're able to do something against Annalise, they can do something against anyone. Uh, I'm still standing on my take that I had at the beginning of the year, that Southeastern softball, it has an elite lineup. And I think it does – we see it in the postseason. I think we see see it really come together and they come to fruition in the postseason. I think this is a good early test for that. You know, it's out of conference. So, we'll see if the intensity's there. I'll be there. I will 100% be at both of those games. Um I'm really excited for it. It's going to be really fun. It'll be a top 20 matchup. Um, let's see. Polls-wise, new polls came out and literally nothing changed. So yeah, uh, Southeastern 17, they'll take on Gwinnett 11. Uh, so top 20 matchup. Uh, two and four, again, Monday. If you are around Lakeland and you are able to get there, I highly recommend going out there. Uh, and if you're not, I highly recommend going to the Sun Digital Network or going to... Uh, southeastern's website and clicking watch now and watch the game uh, it's gonna be a really good one uh, i think southeastern could could split it uh it's gonna it's gonna be tough you know the best pitcher in the country coming to town but as as y'all know there's not a bad sophomore pitcher uh, in lakeland florida and i'm not gonna make y'all wait any longer just yeah here she is here is southeastern pitcher claire seconder Okay, we welcome on a very special guest to the sh- show. One of my, I mean, straight up, one of my favorite athletes that I've covered. Uh, one of the reasons I fell in love with softball in Columbus last year uh, was a tremendous freshman there, Claire Seckinger, pitcher for Southeastern. Claire, how you, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, awesome. Really, really excited. Uh, you know, last like we said last year in Columbus was a great experience for all of us. But for you, you pitched in all five games for the Fire in Columbus as a freshman. I mean, what was that experience like? I mean, going toe to toe with some of the best teams uh, in the country. You know, uh, one stick one sticks out to me, but I'll, I'll let you answer that question. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it was a lot. I mean, I started throwing like halfway through our season, so I really had to like learn quick how to like get my mental game strong. So. Um, going to the World Series, I definitely found my nerves going in during the Weber game. Yeah. But uh, I, after that game, when my team had my back, it was easy just to sit back and have fun and just. I mean, we were enjoying where we're at. We've never been there since like 2016, so it was nice to be that far. No matter how far we went, it was it was a it was a reward.
0: We'll one. definitely talk about that Weber game here in a minute. There's <laughs> plenty for us to talk about with, with that one, but the game that really stood out to me, um, unfortunately, it was y'all's last game there. But when you went toe to toe with Emily Cerny, um, you know many people in saw softball consider her the the greatest pitcher. Um, you know, at least of our in, in recent memory, one of the best pitchers um, that our sport has seen. And you went toe to toe. I mean, a nine inning, one nothing game. I mean. Did, when you were a freshman going up her and you know her last win you know that was her last win that was the yeah the game that she broke the strikeout record she officially became the strikeout queen I mean what was it like pitching yeah. against her in that game
1: it was a fight like it's hard not to compare yourself when you're playing against that kind of pitcher you know but I knew she was I think it was her fifth year was my first year so it's someone you can look up to instead of having to think of it as a competition you just got to respect her so it was nice getting to play against her.
0: Yeah, absolutely, but certainly no. That game wasn't the the best memory overall for Southeastern softball. But certainly that first game, the first game of the World Series, uh, it, it was something special. It was it was an incredible game, incredible game for our conference. Weber against Southeastern, a rematch of the conference championship. Uh, Weber uh, beat y'all three to one. That game was insane. It looked like it was in the bag for y'all. Y'all were up four to one. There was some we'll say controversial decisions maybe in the top of the seventh <laughs> with a couple of calls. Uh, but Haley Harrell hits that walk-off home run. I mean, what was that feeling like? And what was the dugout? I mean, like, just, what were you feeling when that ball goes yeah. over the left field fence?
1: I remember I came in from that inning and I was just so down to myself because, you know, I'm a freshman. and I felt like I just completely lost the game for our team. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was, I've I worked up a little bit to keep cheering because you know, it's, if it's over then I might as well cheer. Yeah. So <laughs> I was cheering, and then she hit it. It was a no doubter, you know. Like as soon as it hit the bat, it was. We all started running out. It was like the weight of the world had been lifted off. It was so nice. It was. It was amazing. It, I'd never it, experienced that was fun.
0: No, it it was insane because I mean, I, I've obviously uh, changed a, a lot more since, since. I mean, at the time, I was like, I want a Weber to win. You know, like yeah, I, yeah, I was exactly. want Weber to win. Uh, I, and I wanted to be a good game for, for both teams. And it was that um when we got, when we tied it up four to four, I was like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get three outs here. Maybe uh, uh Jenna, Jenna sh- shut them down. And then Haley Harrell. And I said, you know, she's got, we got the same last name, Haley Harrell, Reagan Harrell. <laughs> it would be kind of funny if she ended it right here. And then the next pitch, I'm like, well, it's yeah. just not funny at all. But yeah,
1: it was, it was amazing. It was one of those things where you're like, it'd be really nice if she hit home run right now. And then it was just like, you put it into the future. You knew it was going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was great. Absolutely. But let's look at this year's uh, side for Southeastern. There's no doubt y'all have played one of the hardest schedules in the country, especially out of the conference early on playing teams uh, like, like Mobile, going up to Gulf, Gulf Shores, uh, You know, coming up Monday, taking on Georgia Gwinnett. How has that prepared y'all for this final stretch and heading into the postseason?
1: I think the level of competition that we've seen has really like given us a heads up of what we're going to see. Like there, I feel like this year there's so much more fight between every single team, especially our conference. Like every team has put up a fight. So it's really been nice. Like we went to um, Gulf shores, we saw Cumberland, Texarkana, like we've faced, I feel like most of the ranked teams at this point, it's just, yeah. it's going to be a really great post season. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, that when y'all you mentioned going up to Gulf Shores, uh playing and beating teams uh like Tex Arcana, who I think is currently seventh. I don't think they changed it in the new polls. Um and Cumberlands, who's incredible. They're number three. They're something like thirty-four and four, three on the year. Uh Darren yeah. Krebman, you're one of those three three losses, uh, Southeastern is uh it, Overall, in AI softball, though there, there's so much there, there's so much parity and everything, and y'all played so many good teams. But in my opinion, I think the best player that y'all are gonna face all year is coming up Monday. Jordan, uh, definitely. Wood, Annalise Wood coming to town. Um, you know, y'all are both sophomores. You had incredible freshman years this year. Y'all come right back. No sophomore slump. Uh, you know, hit, hit it going. I mean, what do you have to say about Annalise Wood? And I mean, how excited are you to play against her on Monday? Yeah.
1: I'm really excited. It's going to be a very similar game, I feel like, to our last game in the World Series. Like, we just great pitching, and it's going to be a battle for hitters. So, I think it's just going to be whoever comes out on top comes out on top. So, it's it's going to be a fun game.
0: Yeah, I I do have a little prediction. I've kind of kept in house, but I will say I don't think it's the last time Southeastern and Gwinnett plays. Uh, but,
1: Definitely not.
0: Yeah, we'll put it in that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I, hopefully. Uh, Oh, we, uh, let me tell you, Claire, I am so ready to be back in Columbus, Georgia this year. I need, um, with y'all, with y'all. I remember after that USAO game, I went up to Coach Watkins and I said, same time next year, right? She said, yes. I'm still holding her to that. I want y'all to be back. Let's look at that class, though, the recruiting class that she brought in last year. I mean, you, Riley Sanders, Leah Gonzalez, Chapel Cunningham, Kenzie Forrester. I mean, it is an incredibly impressive class already in year two of it. Really excited to see you and and those girls continue to develop in NAI softball. It certainly seems that y'all have a great relationship, that that group on and off of the field. You talk about that group and knowing y'all have already done so much as playing with them.
1: Yeah, I feel like last year, if you've even heard it from the upperclassmen, like we came in, we were ready to fight. We were pretty bold. We were ready to lead the team and whatever we needed to do. It was, we also had some transfers that were really big leaders like Ashley Ellison and Jamie Mead. So it was a really big year of people that just wanted to play the game and have fun. So, and this year we're all of us again, are coming back and we have that standard from last
0: year. So, yeah. Absolutely. And you mentioned some names like like Ashley, like Jamie, some more experienced players that, you know, maybe took y'all under your wing. Who was somebody that, uh, you know, kind of taught you the ropes of college softball when you first got to Lakeland?
1: I think someone that really like set me up for success was uh, Mad Williams from last year. She was a, she was never afraid to really hold any of us accountable, which can be tough, but you get used to it. And, and uh she had a lot of emotions and like love towards the game, it, it was really great playing with her. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you come as a, come in as a freshman, I mean, you you out, out of New Orleans, you you were feel, feeling good, uh, and that, that's for everybody. I mean, when you're a freshman and you're good, which you obviously were, uh, a, as a freshman, sometimes you need that leadership to kind of hold you accountable, and you know, yeah. Get, right back on track but uh, you know like i just mentioned you are from one of my favorite cities uh in this great country of ours new orleans louisiana can you just talk about you know some of your favorite parts of bayou culture
1: i think the the main thing is the food like every day i can think of something that i'd kill for to eat like every day <laughs> i just can't wait to get back home after we do the best we can do in the postseason i get back home i get to eat some great food it's going to be amazing so that's my favorite part
0: <laughs> what okay what, what about like what's the top food do you have one or like if okay, you, if well, you're just going to make a plate like there's a buffet of new orleans food you got your gumbo jambalaya beignets everything what are you putting on the plate my
1: favorite is probably gumbo but but not a seafood gumbo a chicken and sausage gumbo is my okay. favorite yeah that's my favorite and we've been having crawfish balls with the, with the southeastern team over at Gulf Shore. And yeah. it's been really fun. They've been enjoying that. So that's been fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we need to have a little crawfish boil down here. I'm a huge crawfish guy. I love crawfish, yes. I love gumbo. It, it, it's it's the best. We actually uh, last year before the boys went up to Lewiston for the World Series, we had a big old fish fry. I think that's a little mm. bit more like like kind of my neck of the woods, more of the South yeah. woods. I asked how how more we did, but hey, I'll never turn down a crawfish boil. It's uh, yeah. it's the best i mean come on i mean you, you got you got it's all just so you get your corn corn in there season it up right yeah yeah now yeah, now, yep. now we're cooking now we're cooking but yep. uh you know claire i found something very interesting uh when re- reading and doing some research um, about you one of your former hobbies was flying planes and i mean how did you how did you get into that hobby
1: <laughs> okay well i was uh, in high school and i didn't really know what i wanted to do so i went to some career fair And I saw Pilot, and I was like, you know, that's kind of cool. My dad's a plane nerd, so, like, he'll be into it. He'll like that. So, I, like, literally almost immediately after I started flying. It was, like, my junior year, I think. And then, so, when I came to Southeastern, I started just really taking it seriously, and I got my license. So, that's been cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you you think that's something you might do i mean hey i mean you know softball so long i mean you think you might be like a pilot I'm,
1: I'm not sure i think i might just keep it as a hobby i'm not sure if it's the right career for me but i think as a hobby it's really cool
0: yeah it's a cool fun fact i think i'd be uh, i think i'd be overly stressed trying to be a pilot like it's like all right hey, no pressure just like if you crash just like you know that that's it. I like, know I'm yeah. good. good. I think I'm good with driving. I love driving. <laughs> put a put on a good podcast or something, and, and I'm yeah, driving. yeah,
1: it's pretty stressful. It was a lot managing that and softball last year, but it, I got through it. It was good.
0: <laughs> so you did all that while being a freshman pitcher. Yeah, you, you were doing all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's insane. That's insane. Let's uh let, let's 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 go back to southeastern. Um, let's talk a little bit um, about southeastern. How did Qu- Coach Watkins end up? finding you because I mean you know NAI a lot of times it stuck either a transfer or you know within the area of the school mm-hmm. New Orleans it's a uh, I guess a flight it wouldn't be too bad uh, yeah. Lakeland, New Orleans. but I mean how did Coach Watkins end up finding out about you
1: well before Southeastern Coach Watkins was over at Southern Miss and Hattiesburg Mississippi and I had been uh, going there a lot with uh, my travel team we went there a lot for tournaments so I, I had some communication with her and I did some pitching lessons over there and uh, I was really looking forward to going there. Like I was only a sophomore, so I didn't really commit, you know, with those rules that they had just put in. So uh, then she moved over to Southeastern and they had aviation. And that was when I was first looking into aviation. So I was like, this is just a perfect coincidence, you know? Yeah. So I came over and it's just, it's beautiful. So it was just a no doubter. And I'm, I had met the girls that we did a lot of camps with the girls that were coming in. Like, I remember meeting Kenzie and Riley, like we met all of them. And it was just like, I like all the people I like the place. Why not? You know?
0: So when you visited Southeastern, it was just like, this is the perfect fit. This is where I'm supposed to be, kind of deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I came, there was, I was just like, it's it's very nice, like I really like the people I like the place it's it's and who doesn't want to live in Florida,
0: so exactly, yeah, <laughs> it's a perfect location, and I tell yeah. people all the time and I think people like they see southeastern um they'll see like the football side of it or or like the like the athletics side. when you first turn into campus, they'll see like the baseball field, the football field. The softball field, and they're like, oh yeah, it's it's nice. I'm like, have you actually like been and walked around the campus there? It's it's a whole, it's like a whole oh no, the it's beautiful. I mean, hey, you know, I, I love Weber. We got our beach. We got a little dock on campus. <laughs> I, I, like, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing that I I wish that we had that y'all have. I am so mad y'all have a Chick fil A. I that oh, I'm yeah. so jealous <laughs> y'all have Chick fil A. Yeah,
1: that Chick fil A is dangerous.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Our we have like our little student student ID uh, flex bucks. Uh that mm-hmm. we get I would I'd be cashed out halfway before midterms. I, I would not have any, yeah. any money left on that car.
1: Yeah, I got three dollars left in my little fire fund. So
0: Chick fil A's gas is gas and like for me it's it's like a 20-minute drive. That's the nearest Chick-fil-A. A. i am mean, used to being in, in South Georgia. There's a Chick-fil-A on every corner. That's another yeah. thing Waffle House. There's not enough Waffle Houses in Florida. They, they, yeah. I, they, we yeah. have almost 500 Waffle Houses in the state of Georgia. I mean, and you can see I got my Braves in my Georgia. I mean, hey, I, I want my Waffle House. There's no way I, <laughs> yeah. I settle yeah. for IHOP. I don't like that. I don't, yeah, I don't,
1: we got a, our Kenzie Forrester in uh, Chapel Cunningham. They're always asking for Waffle House. They're from Tennessee, Georgia, too, so they're always going over there. <laughs>
0: See, they get it. See, they, they. Yeah, no, I
1: know. Yeah.
0: All right. So, Waffle House. What, what? What about Waffle House? What's your Waffle House order?
1: Um, probably a hash brown
0: bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Steak. Get, get a little ketchup, a little, a little hot yeah. sauce in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, South Southeastern University. Um, it, it's a one. It's one of the most well respected universities, athletic wise, in the NAIA. A ton of ton of success across. Pretty much all sports, um, in Lakeland, Florida. What do you think the success for that is like? What What do you think? What What is it about Southeastern that makes it so successful?
1: Well, I think as I said before, we really do set a standard for ourselves, like in all sports, like and our faith-based. We have we have two like, we have two sources of setting a standard. Like we we're very academically setting a standard. We set a standard in faith. And then we have a little like an outsource where we go and play ball and have fun with our friends. So it's just, it's really great. It's a good environment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody that I've talked to there, um, the athletes it's and coaches as well, you know, they talk about that. They talk about, uh, you know, faith is a big, big part of it. Um, that w- which I love. I love that about Southeastern. Um, y'all very strong in y'all's faith over there. 100%. Um it works you know, at the end of the day it works I mean y'all are very successful I mean you know I know we're, this is about southeastern and southeastern softball but I mean y'all's baseball team I mean c- come on yeah, what, yeah what's that like about like just being there and being like yeah we, we go to we, we go to the same school as like one of the best baseball teams in the country
1: <laughs> they're great kids I enjoy hanging out with most of
0: them they're great have you ever, and they can play baseball <laughs> yeah they're, they're not half bad have you <laughs> have you pitched against Isaac yet has that happened no, last year we
1: thought about doing a little a little duo thing, but we ne- that never actually happened. No, we haven't done anything
0: against the baseball team, so I think that would be a fun I think I might have to get out there, maybe do a little video for the social media. <laughs> maybe maybe get maybe get a little content going. Yeah. I think that's yeah. we we will we'll definitely uh have to stay stay in touch with. But that
1: would be cool, yeah.
0: Absolutely. You know, uh Claire, you're a sophomore, so this isn't the this isn't your last year at, at Southeastern, but for girls like Erica Stahl, Jamie Meade, who are this is their, you know, their last ride, you know, what, what would it mean to you uh to be able to help them, you know, reach the ultimate goal, which is get back to Columbus and finish the job and bring a red banner back to Lakeland.
1: I think it I it would just be so great. I mean, Erica's been here, I think, the whole time. She's been working for it every she's seen the worst of it, she's seen the best of it. Mm-hmm. So I just really think it'd be nice to show them how much we appreciate them by having their back the whole way.
0: So yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Claire, I really appreciate you coming on. If you have anything else, um, open mic, all of you. If not, I'm all good.
1: Well, I'm good.
0: I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Appreciate you, Claire. Yeah, thank and you. Thank all you for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Appreciate all of you. And yeah, enjoy the weekend. Hope you enjoyed the interview.